and welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community. On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around God's word to advance Christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community. My name is Ron Young, former headmaster at Providence Academy and founder of the Palatine Institute. And I'm Allison Tuttle, a wife and mother and the director of the Palatine Institute. Through our conversations, we look forward to sharing fellowship, knowledge, and practical wisdom for his glory here on A Court of Three Strands podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to A Quarter Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. In this episode, uh, we are going to be discussing the fourth commandment, and today is episode five of season six. So we are in the thick of discussing the Ten Commandments, and today is the day for the fourth. Yes, remembering the Sabbath. Yeah, again, it's it's very confusing. It's episode five, but we're talking about commandment four. Um, which is, it's a good one. Alice and I were talking about this before we, we got on and we're going to do the best we can to talk about this commandment and talk about it from the Westminster perspective. Mm-hmm. We are, we realize that there are other reformed confessions that take a little difference. Um, I, th- I think John Calvin's uh, understanding of this is, is even a little different. Um, and, and so we're not going to talk about that. Right. What we're going to do is um, uh, we're developing a Patreon site, which we'll announce, I think, later on this season. And, um, and we're, we're going to do an episode that'll be on our Patreon account to talk a little bit more about those differences. Um, so if this is piquing your interest, you might want to go ahead when we announce our Patreon and Check that out. And check it out. Join. Yeah. Join. How's that sound? Yeah. It's going to be an interesting conversation. It, it, there's a lot to say. It is. There, there's a lot to say. So let's, um, let, let me start by just saying that uh, I grew up in a, a different world. Um, I grew up in California and um, we had blue laws, right, and, uh, where I lived. Um, and so there was nothing open on a Sunday. Hmm. Right. So we, we grew up and pretty much everyone didn't work and there was no place to go. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't go see a movie. You couldn't go bowling. You couldn't. Right. There's nothing up there. Was Paul B's restaurant was open. That's it. The gas stations weren't even open on Sunday. And um, and so you like the majority of people uh, would go to church on a Sunday morning. And then you would rest. Yeah. Just You'd hang, hang out. out. Right. So it, it was, it was interesting just thinking through like I'm 56, what life was like when I was a child compared to children today mm-hmm. where there's a bajillion options to do any Sunday. Right. Sunday is no different than a regular day of the week. For yeah, a lot of people. For a lot of people. At this people. point in time. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of work life, in terms of 
what you do. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people, um, you know, Sunday's a great day. You know, you did all your yard work on Saturday or you went to the lake, you know, and then Sunday's a great day to just kind of, you know, veg and go do brunch or something. And then. Right. <laughs> right. And it's not, it's, 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 it's weird. It's, it's different. Um, even thinking of it as the Lord's day, um, it seems unusual in our the year of our Lord, 2023. Yeah. In fact, we don't even talk about it. The year of our Lord, 2023. Right? Nope. <laughs> Out of many, it AD, right? I still use that. I encourage all my students to use AD when talking about history, like in the year of our Lord, um, the common era versus before common era, CE, BCE. It's weird. Who gave that up? Like why did, I don't even think the secular world was asking and we just kind of capitulated. We just stopped. It's stupid. It is the day of the, our Lord. Yeah. The year 2023. All right. So let's go with this Sabbath. Um, Allison, question 57. What is the fourth commandment? The fourth commandment is remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Yeah. And so the, the sa- Sabbath basically means rest. Yes. And so in, the, in creation, this is, you see here the Westminster um, quoting um, Exodus roots the Lord this day of rest that that there should be a day of rest one day in seven in creation mm-hmm. this is what God hath done mm-hmm. now we understand that through even though this is what God did in creation um, we don't see in scripture any place where anyone is taking one day in seven as rest or the seventh day resting until we get to the Exodus, mm-hmm. right? So none of the patriarchs do we see um, any kind of rest. Mm-hmm. Now, that I'm not saying that that's, um, you know, I can for sure say that's what happened. It's just, you know, that might be an argument from absence. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but it's not shown that there was that happening. Um, but we see when... God takes his people out of Egypt and they cross the Red Sea. And before he makes covenant with them, right? Before mm-hmm. they, before Sinai and a covenant is made in which this commandment is given, mm-hmm. um, God starts to give them manna. So there's this period of, um, what is it, 50 days between the um, Passover and Pentecost, which is, 50 day, when, when the law is given on Sinai. So there's this period of time where they're wandering in the, going from the crossing of the Red Sea to Mount Sinai and giving, getting the law. And they're in the wilderness and they're hungry and God starts to give them manna. Mm-hmm. And what he does is he says, um, I'm going to give you manna every morning except for on the Sabbath. And so on the day before the Sabbath, I'm going to give you double, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea was, is that 
they they get double it, you know, each day. They are only supposed to get their daily bread. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds interesting. Their daily bread sounds like a prayer I've heard. <laughs> Give us this day our daily bread. So God provides their daily bread and manna. They're only supposed to get enough for their family for that day. If they get more and they try to keep some leftovers, it's going to be filled with maggots and all sorts of stuff the next day. Yuck. Um, and on, on, but on Friday, right, mm-hmm. they're supposed to get double. And that portion that they don't eat will keep for the next day so that they can eat on the Lord's day or on the Sabbath day um, without having to do the work of picking it up. And, mm-hmm. and so he's training them in a, in a couple things. One is he's training them how to work for themselves because they used to be slaves. Mm-hmm. So you, you can, you know, you, if you want to sleep in, fine, you, you're a free person. That's what you can do. If you're a free person, you can sleep in, but you're not going to eat. Right. <laughs> There's that. Yep. Right. But if, if you are as a free person, you can choose to get up and work and you eat. Mm-hmm. And, and on the, um, on that Friday, on the, the sixth day, you can get up and work double so that you can rest the next day. Now, here's the other part to it. So not only is he training them six days, you shall work. Right. He's also training them that he, they can rest on the seventh. Yes. And, and this is a revolutionary thought, right? So the, so at Mount Sinai, when this commandment is given, it, they're commanded that it's not just the free people, their slaves mm-hmm. or servants are also to rest mm-hmm. and their animals are to rest. Right. So you, you can't, you can't set your mule out to work. You can't go for a long trip or something like that. You're you're cause the animals are going to rest too. Mm-hmm. They're all going to rest, which is an, a revolutionary idea. Yeah. That didn't happen in, in Egypt. In Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. They so, must have, I, I can't imagine that they didn't just like, feel so thankful. Like it's just so kind of yeah. the Lord. Yeah. Now I, I'm going to sa- sound, can I be controversial? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what you? <laughs> yeah. Be, be controversial. Um, th- there have been, if you look throughout human history, the contributions to um, civilization given by the Jews and then later Christian societies mm-hmm. in terms of um, scientific advancements or other kinds of, it's, it's disproportionate. And, and one of my beliefs on this, and, and I'm not the only one, and I, I probably picked this up from another author. And if you know the author, uh, email me and I can give credit because I'm points. not sure bonus points research, but, but I think there's this sense in which if every person is given the opportunity to rest from physical labor in order to contemplate creation, you know, God's works and his word. Mm -hmm. Um, It's developing a kind of um, intellect and imagination that is um, different from Mm. people who are just laboring all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, and I think this is, this is one of the benefits, right? So if you look out through, throughout human history, 
the only people that had leisure, that is, they didn't have to do manual labor, were very wealthy people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, you can count on some of those wealthy people to do some good, right? If they're guided well mm-hmm. um, by, a, by faith, right? I think of a lot of our founding fathers who were wealthy people. Mm-hmm. Um, they worked, but they also rested and they had leisure to be able to think about things, to mm-hmm. think and put stuff together and, you know, to, to do something. And it just takes a, another couple generations of wealth to, to where they're just in decadence and right. I mean, it's, it's, yes, there's, there's not a, a good history of wealth transference in families. No. <laughs> It's a tricky thing. It is a tricky thing. And, um, but, but to use your leisure in a way that's productive intellectually, spiritually, right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not laboriously Mm -hmm. is, is an amazing thing. And, and so if you're in a culture that's saying, okay, one day a week, we're not going to work. We're going to rest and we're going to worship. We're going to reflect on God's word. We're going to reflect on God's works. We're going to pray and think and mm-hmm. right. It develops a different kind of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And yep. just, and that one thing that's happening on a week, weekly basis, then c- will carry out throughout the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. It informs so, the way that you work and live. Yeah. 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 So if I'm the kind of person who um, spends my Sunday um, my Lord's day, instead of going to worship and reflect and to think and to meditate, to pray, to, you know, to, to allow myself to appreciate God's work and right. Um, it's, that's probably not going to carry over. And instead what I'm doing is just recreating, mm-hmm. right. I'm just going to go out. I'm going to go fish. I'm going to go you know, tailgate at the Packer game. I'm going to, you know, do these things. Um, that's probably going to set me up for the rest of the week mm-hmm. so that during the rest of the week, as soon as I come home, uh, you know, I'm going to take a shower, get some food, and then I'm going to recreate mm-hmm. in the way that I did on Sunday. Yeah. Right. Right. It, it follows. Right. Yes. So, so you, you can see a, a lot of people and I, I don't mean to be convicting here. Well, maybe I do. Um, but you see that that's the pattern of life yes. is there working and recreating mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense of entertainment and um, unthinking activity, right? Mindless, mindless. It's not, it's not restoring one's spirit. It's not restoring one's soul. It's not restoring one's mind. It's simply mindlessness. Mm-hmm. It's pleasure. It's it, you know, it's, yeah it's a, a, a distraction from the rest of your day. And, um, and a person can live like that for a short time. Mm-hmm. And, and then eventually it becomes, you desire that more and more. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So your God will either become more work or more play. Yep. Ta-da. Ta-da. Welcome. Welcome to the United States of America. Yeah. I mean, no, it's, 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 uh, very pertinent to our culture. Yeah. I, I was reading, um, I think it was norms and nobility Okay. and 
And I don't remember if David Hicks is referencing somebody else when he said this, um, but he was talking about the true measure of an educated person being how they spend their leisure. Absolutely. Which is what you're discussing. Yeah. Joseph Pieper, I think, is the um, uh, leisure is the basis for culture. Yeah. I, I think makes that point. Yeah. That was mind blowing for me. I mean, it was just, it, it's an interesting way of thinking about leisure time and yeah. just as a personally and then also culturally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're, if you're a Downton Abbey fan or looking at where you had the, the idea of a nobility, like mm-hmm. you had this class of people who were the owner, the Lords, right. And the, they own thing in a, in a Christian society. Um, you, you, you would see this, um, you would see some of them basically that's what they did was they lived for pleasure right? and they just wanted to go to parties and to drink and to, to do whatever. Um, their, their life had no constructive, mm-hmm. you know, they're just existing on the backs of the, yep. the, the, um, common person. Yeah. But then you see others who have this understanding of their, they have a duty. Yeah. <laughs> they that God has put them in this place because so they have a duty to take care of their land and the people who work on it to make sure that everything is done well. Mm-hmm. You know, you have these committees, you know, for hospitals or for medical attention and you have um, these lords who are spending their leisure studying. Right. Right. Like it is has some level of productivity Correct. involved. Yeah. 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 And so for us as American, like the American ideal is, is phenomenal. And that is, is that we are all productive workers who are free. Mm-hmm. And so we are lords of our own castles mm-hmm. and we have a, a, um, um, we have both work and leisure. We're educated. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so the ideal, you know, that the, the pilgrims, when they came across uh, the pond, they were really, really insistent that our, their children would know how to read. Right. So that they could read scripture for themselves. Yep. So they can be like Bereans when the pastor's preaching, they could check and see yeah. from scripture if they're telling us the truth, that this is really the, mm-hmm. right, which requires a lot of attention and thinking. Mm-hmm. And so in their schools that they developed, they not only taught them to read, they also taught them logic so they can think well. Because if, if you can't think well, you have no business reading the Bible. Right. Wow. Can you imagine? Would it be great if, if the Christians in America were known because they thought well, mm-hmm. they were, they were good thinkers and they, they read and they studied. This is a goal we have. It is a goal. I mean, it's a personal goal. I have at the Palatine Institute. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. If, if, cause, cause it, we wouldn't, People wouldn't put up with ridiculousness. Right. Right. But, th- but, but that idea of, of, a, of a, a human being made in the image of God having leisure, right? This is what made slavery as it was practiced among, especially amongst the, um, you know, the big industrial, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, it, it's hard. I don't want to talk about slavery because that's the quickest way to, you know, get Derail. Black, derailed yeah. and blacklisted or something. Yeah. And, and the, 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 uh, the, the idea is, is that this, 
slavery was practiced at such a, a, a such a contradiction to what our founders wanted um, a free society to look like. Right. Yep. Right. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a horrible, horrible uh, thing, but here we are in the year of our Lord, 2023. We're all free. Mm-hmm. So let, let's go to the next. Thing. So yep. the, the idea of Sabbath is resting, mm-hmm. right? So um, they're not to do any work. The other part to it that I think is fascinating is that it requires six days of work. You right. should labor six days, right? We're meant to work. Mm-hmm. And, and um, just to put it, um, work is not a necessary evil. Right. Work didn't come after the fall. It was before the fall. Labor, painful toil is the result of the fall. Mm-hmm. But we're still in God's image and God is a worker and so are we. Mm-hmm. But God also rested, and so do we. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to 58. What is required in the fourth commandment? Oh, wait. Oh, I just asked you the question. Yeah. Allison, what is required in the fourth commandment? <laughs> the fourth commandment requires keeping holy to God such set times as he has appointed in his word, in particular one whole day in seven to be a holy Sabbath to himself. Yeah. To himself, right? So, so it's not just that we're resting. Because it's good for us. Right. Right. It, there's a focus to it. It's, it's, it's his day. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to keep it holy, set apart. It's going to be different from the other days. Yes. Because of God. Yes. Um, and I mentioned this in the, in, in the Exodus. So Westminster quoted from Exodus 20, um, this, the, the, the Ten Commandments, right? And this this resting because of creation, the pattern in creation. Yes. In Deuteronomy, um, Deuteronomy, the Ten Commandments are restated. Mm-hmm. And and what's interesting is, is when it talks about the Fourth Commandment, the reason that we should remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy is because of our redemption. Mm. Because we were once slaves in Egypt, mm-hmm. right? Or we can, as Christians, say we were once slaves to sin. Yes. And now we've been delivered. Yep. Right. So, so it's both this, this idea is both because of creation, but also and God, God made it all. And this, he deserves yes. his day, but also because he saved us, mm-hmm. he's redeemed us and he deserves his day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we require keeping holy to God such that times as he appointed, right? Mm-hmm. One day in whole and seven to, to be a holy Sabbath. Day. So it's interesting. The, the, um, um, we're going to, Alice and I were talking beforehand and um, there's a YouTuber named Andrew Tate. who's kind of a vile person. I mean, yeah, I don't know who he is, but yeah, that's, yeah, you don't need okay. to look him yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. so I'm, I'm guessing some of our audience would know who he yeah, is. Probably most. I think he's a YouTuber. <laughs> I think he's a boxer or something or some, something like that. Anyway, I, I just happened to catch a little bit of a segment. He was talking and, um, he was arguing with a feminist. Interesting. And I, yeah. And I, I think a lot of young men and adolescent boys like him because he's supposed to be this masculine, masculine. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. And, um, but he, so here's this guy who's basically saying that, um, he obviously doesn't keep sexually pure. Mm-hmm. 
but in this conversation he's having with this other other person, more of an argument, um, because the 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 gal had said she was spiritual or something like that, and she doesn't go to church, she doesn't, right? Yeah. And 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 she's she said something like, "What and you do?" And he goes, "Yeah, every Sunday I get up early and I go to church." And like, okay. The, the question is why, like, why would, right. why would this guy who obviously doesn't keep the other commandments, right. <laughs> he keeps this one, he keeps it. He says, because I believe that there's a God and he deserves my respect. Mm-hmm. And if he wants one day out of seven, I'm going to give him, I'm going to, out of respect, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to wake up and go to church. And she goes, you're being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's, that's good. You know, Hey, there you go. Yeah. He's kind of on the right. right well, track, yeah, yeah, he's very little. Well, in, in that regard. And I, and I don't know where his background is or any, I really don't know much about him. And I, I really hope that people don't all of a sudden be commander Chate fans. But the, the point I was getting at is there's this guy who, who kind of recognizes like, you know, if there's a God mm-hmm. and he says, I want you to take one day a week to honor me. He's like, yeah, I'll do that. That makes perfect sense. And I need to do that. Yeah. Even though he's not really caught up on those other nine commandments. Right. He should listen to this he podcast. Should, he should listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'll send it out there. Andrew Tate. We'll hashtag Andrew Tate. Um, but, but it, it is, um, um, but that, that's what God wants. He requires us keeping holy uh, this one. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so this is, this is a rough thing, right? It, you know, think about it. if. Uh, left to our own devices, um, would we voluntarily give up one seventh of our productive life? No. <laughs> right. And if you've listened to our podcast at length, there's one time I talked about tithing. Yes. Right. So God's saying, I want you to give up one tenth of your one seventh of your productive life. And in addition to that, of what you make, you need to give me a tenth mm-hmm. as tribute. Mm hmm. That's pretty crazy if God didn't exist. Right. But because he does exist and he is real. Yes. We can see how gracious he is. Yes. He's so gracious that he commands us to rest Mm -hmm. and to honor him in that rest. And he only demands a 10th. Like that's like he demands my whole life, really. Right. But of money, just give me a tenth of it, a tribute, mm-hmm. a percentage to represent your, who you are. Yeah, your right? loyalty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to give you seven days. You can work six of them. Mm-hmm. That seventh day you rest. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> which day of the seven has God appointed to the week, be the weekly Sabbath? From the beginning of the world to the resurrection of Christ, God appointed the seventh day of the week to be the weekly Sabbath. Ever since, it has been the first day of the week, which is the Christian Sabbath. So to continue to the end of the world. Yeah. All right. Now, this is, this is where it's interesting, mm-hmm. right? And this is why you're going to have to subscribe to our Patreon account. This is the, this is the one part that we're probably going to spend a lot of time talking, not in this episode, but, but in the next. But it makes sense. Yes. Right. This was the in the old covenant, um, or or I, I should say, the old covenant specified a, the, a particular day, the seventh yep. to, to rest. 
that the new covenant is in Christ. All things are made new. Jesus is our rest. He is our, right. He is mm-hmm. the Lord of the Sabbath. He rose from the, the dead on the seventh day or on the, um, um, on the first day of the week. Um, and that's when he, you know, it's the beginning of the new creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he, we enter into rest through him. Yes. And he gathers his disciples and meets with them on the first day of the week throughout the gospels, like after his resurrection. And you see that pattern continued in the epistles that the, the Christians would gather together on the first day of the week. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been that way from the beginning of, of, of it. And, um, you know, I can, I hear seventh day Adventists and uh, Hebrew Israelites and others who will talk about, um, you know, we'll look, Paul, Paul kept Sabbath on the seventh day. And so we should too. Well, th- what they're neglecting to see is, is that he's trying to reach right. the, Jews the Jews in, in the yeah. towns and, and the God fearing Gentiles. And they all gather together in the synagogue on this, on that day, on that day. Yeah. And he's there to preach the gospel, mm-hmm. which is what he did until he get kicked out. Mm-hmm. So it was more of a missionary a- aspect, but We'll talk at length about that in our Patreon episode. Yeah. Yep. Um, but but here's that he so Sunday rest on Sunday. Yes, and the answer to that question is is helpful just in understanding why that switch was made. Yeah. Yeah. Historically. Historically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's the new. Yeah. It's the, we're in the new creation. Yeah. Right. The old the old has passed away. The new has come. Yep. This is the, the, the new. Yes. Um, all right. How is the Sabbath to be sanctified? The Sabbath is to be sanctified by a holy rest all that day from worldly employments and recreations that are lawful on other days, spending the whole time in the public and private exercises of God's worship, except what is taken up by works of necessity and mercy. Yeah. So the idea is it's the, it's the whole day, mm-hmm. right? It's it, the idea is not just wake up, go to church and then have it like any other day. Yeah. Um, but that day rest. Yes. Right? So of all, um, uh, of all, but where does I'm missing my thing here? Um, Maybe at the end. Oh yeah. The uh, works of necessity and, and mercy. So Alice and I were talking about this, this again, you know, you know, you're not saved by keeping the command uh, by this commandment, right? Right. Mm-hmm. This is what God does, and Christ has fulfilled the Sabbath. We rest in Him. Um, there are a lot of young people I know as they get into the workforce. It is nearly impossible to not work on sat- Sunday, mm-hmm. right? You're trying to find a job, your entry level job, and there you are on the weekends, right? That's a horrible thing, but you kind of go through it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good to f- try to find a job where you don't have to work on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, it would w- do everything in your power to, to not have to work on Sunday. But if you have to work on Sunday, that's, it's by necessity, mm-hmm. right? In the, in the law, you had things like, you know, if you're, you're not supposed to work, but okay, if your donkey falls in the well, you, you got to get it out. You right. got to, you got to work. Yes. Right. If there's, if, if there's something going on, you, I mean, it's, yes, you, you, you have to, yes, that's what it means by it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, uh, if that is the case, like 
I'm in the center level job. I have to work on Sunday until I get to this level and then I can finally have a different schedule or mm-hmm. what have you. Um, make sure you're doing everything in your power to, to attend worship as, as best you can. Yeah. And, um, and make sure you're taking a day of rest. Right. Yeah. So if, somewhere else in the week. Yeah. Cause God made you to have physical rest yeah. as well. Um, but this is, this is, a um, this can be a tough thing. Mm-hmm. What I think is, um, the part that's harder, I think is when you're like everyone else, you have a five day work day a week. Yeah. And, um, you know, here it is Sunday and you're quote, not doing anything. Right. And how tempting it is to pick up the computer. And start working mm-hmm. and doing things for your job, you know, yeah. to get ahead, to do. Or, or to clean. This is. Or to clean. Your house. Yeah. Yes. Do laundry. Yeah. What a great day to do that. Yeah. Oh gosh. This is convicting for me. Actually, this is an area that I feel like I have really spent a lot of time thinking about over the last few years and have really um, felt conviction to make some changes. Yeah. And it is hard for me. Yeah. Because I'm a task-driven person. Really? Is shocking. that shocking? shocking? I know. <laughs> yeah, my wife is is as well. Um, you know, some of the things that that I think is good is when your family starts to think, yeah, we we need to take Sunday seriously. Yes. Is that you you plan it out. Exactly. I mean, it, that's what it takes. It takes forethought and planning yeah. and the use of time differently on Saturday. Kind of like the Hebrews or the Israelites when they got out. Red Sea. Exactly. Okay, you got to work double on Saturday so that you can rest on. Yes. Or you can. You got to work double on, you know, the sixth day so you can rest, rest on the seventh. We should yeah. work, work double. You know, or you know, it, it was a very common, especially when I was pastoring. Like every Saturday, um, my wife is putting together that crock pot meal. Mm-hmm. Right. So you go to church, you turn it on, and yep, boom, it's all done. Yes, everything's done when you get home. And, yes. Um. You know, I have, uh, here's another part to it. Well, uh, one is just, yeah, it's just planning. Right. Um, I was a headmaster at Providence Academy for many years. And as the headmaster of a school, I am in charge of teachers mm-hmm. and students and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And parents often, um, you know, Friday comes, they get their kids, they go do, do their thing. And then all of a sudden Sunday's there and their kids are doing film work. And they have all sorts of complaints that come to their mind. I'm just kidding. Not at Providence Academy. Our parents never complained. This is a great, we're looking for a headmaster here. So if you are interested in a place where the parents are perfect, this is your place. So, (laughs) okay, I'm teasing. Um, But but there would be, you know, and I knew that would be the case. And because I have to make sure that if there's a teacher sick, I need to find substitutes and all that other stuff. Yep. It was necessary for me to open up email the night before. Yep. So what I started to do is getting in the practice of, okay, once, once I'm done with dinner on Saturday night, I'm Sabbathing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to open up my computer and look at email on sa- Saturday night until we're done with um, community groups. We had um, during the school year Bible study at our house on, on Sunday uh, Sundays afternoon. afternoons yep. um, or early evening. So we'd have community group and then we'd have a little dinner and then, you know, it's kind of late by then it's dark. Okay. That now I'm going to, I'll open up and I'll address the email. Mm-hmm. So it, 
it, because I, I wanted to make sure I'm having a whole day, I just made it from yeah Saturday night to Sunday night. Yep. Right. And, and I think there's some freedom in, in doing that. Yeah. I, I, there might be other reformed churches and, and thoughts that would um, say I'm horrible <laughs> for saying that, but it, it's the reality of, of things. Yes. God is, um, we're going to be worshiping him on the Lord's day. We're going to rest as we can. Um, in fact, let's, let's go to the, what's forbidden and what reasons are added. So, yeah. uh, question 61, what is forbidden in the fourth commandment? The fourth commandment forbids the omission or careless performance of the duties required and the profaning the day by idleness, by doing that which is in itself sinful or by unnecessary thoughts, words, or works about our worldly employments or recreations. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, no. It's a, so the, what I find interesting, and this is the part, is, is, is we're not going to profane the day by idleness. Right. So it, it's when it's saying we're resting in him, it's not that we're being idle. Right. Just sitting around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we could do it to, to meditate, to have discussions, to have, you know, to, to do things with your family, to, um, you know, go for a walk, to go enjoy his creation. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, there are these things that you're doing, um, so, you know, of course, don't do the things that are sinful. Right. Um, but, but even the, you know, the unnecessary thoughts, words, and works about our, our worldly employments or recreations are, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's very difficult. That's kind of what you were talking about. Yeah. Like holding off on doing the perusal of your emails yeah. until the end of the day, which yeah. is inconvenient. It is inconvenient. Yeah. Because there's lots of time to, that I could do that. But that just means my thoughts are going exactly. to a place. It's a great time to read or to study, um, to, to do that, to, yeah. to meditate on his word, um, to, to catch up on that, you know, that Christian book that I was trying to read or mm-hmm. you know, that type or, you yeah. know, listen to quarter three strands podcast because I'm behind, uh, you know, that, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not, it's not being idle. Now here's the other part. And I just, I just want to bring this up here before, you know, the, the law has multiple reasons for God giving us the law. One of them is, as you were saying, Allison, is conviction. Like I, I, you can read this and you can go, man, I, I, I blow it. Mm-hmm. And yes, you do. We all do in thought and word and deed mm-hmm. daily, every Sabbath I do. Right. Like I will say, do I, do I, do, do I do hold the Sabbath perfectly? No, I do not. Mm-hmm. I sin in it every Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know who didn't sin in it? Christ. Jesus. Yeah. Yes. And he is our Sabbath. Yes. And, and his righteousness is imputed to us. And this is why our rest is in him. Mm-hmm. I can rest because of him. Mm-hmm. And so I, I read this and I go, okay, this is, this is what God would want from me. I'm going to do it out of gratitude for him. Right. And to have even those conscious thoughts, like, golly, I'd really like to clean that bathroom, yeah. but I'm going to rest and I'm, because it reminds me that my rest is in Christ. Yes. You know, yeah. um, and that I need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your worth isn't in having a spotless bathroom. <laughs> or all my laundry folded. Or, or all your laundry folded. Which anyone who's been to my house knows that neither of those things are consistent, <laughs> consistently true, regardless of whether or not I Sabbath. <laughs> but anyway. Right. Yeah. 
And so it it's um so being mindful of the fact that we fail in this also helps helps us to go back to Christ mm-hmm. who, who succeeded for us. Yes. And uh, and that all glory could be to him. So um I'm we're not trying to hear um ladies and gentlemen trying to say okay Everyone straighten up yeah, get in line. and get in line yeah. so that you can somehow earn God's uh, grace or gratitude or whatever. Right. It's no, no, you're, you're one of God's children and this is what he's made for us and commanded for us and it's for our good. And if we want our society to, to flourish and to mm-hmm. um, be honoring to him, th- these are the things we ought to do. Yes. And, uh, and are you going to fail at it? Yes, you will. Mm-hmm. Right. You will. Like there's no one who can do this perfectly. And and I think that's the point. Mm-hmm. Right. Because <laughs> it's pointing forward to our eternal rest in Christ that's coming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. At the same time, I don't want you to say, well, if that's the case, I'm just not going to worry about it. Right. Because we need the reminders. Yes. Yeah. So it's somewhere in between. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I <clears throat> Remember the Sabbath, keep it holy, and I want you to do it perfectly. And yet, at the same time, know that you won't and, yes. and be able to rest in him. So, Allison, what are the reasons added to the fourth commandment? The reasons added to the fourth commandment are God allowing us six days of the week for our own employments, is claiming a special ownership of the seventh, his own example, and his blessing of the Sabbath day. Yeah. Yes. We are following his example mm-hmm. and we have six days yeah, to get our work done. Yeah. This is kind of anecdotal, Ron, but um, there are a few women who I feel like are examples for me in Sabbathing well um, or better than I am. And um, one of the things they will say is that their Monday mornings are much more productive and less dreadful having Sabbath on Sunday. Yeah. And I think that's. Sweet. Yeah. Like the Lord blesses obedience. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is for me too. If, if having, um, having time to contemplate, to meditate mm-hmm. on him, on, on his word. And okay, this is going to sound um, not crazy at all. This is going to sound completely obvious. But if I can go sit down especially by a fire, but uh, sit down in uh, in my backyard and just rest. Like not, uh, I don't even have a book. I don't have anything, but it can allow my mind to kind of go and then be directed, directing those thoughts towards God. I can have, really good and deep prayer mm. um, that I don't have at any other time. Mm-hmm. Right. Most, most time during the, during the week where I'm not really resting um, is, you know, it's habitual. It's um, it's good. It's me lifting up a list of things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but to really be in, um, feeling like it's, it's like conversation. It's, I need that time. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have Sabbath, I don't have that time. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's to our, it's to our benefit. Yeah. It's good for us. Um, it is good for us. It's hard with kids. Yeah. That's <laughs> an interesting component of this conversation too, because different seasons of life, I think this will look yeah. different Yeah, and that's okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once they're older, there's more space. It's more space. And, and the hard part is teaching kids to do Sabbath. I, so I was just reading farmer boy. With yeah. one of my boys and we read the chapter on Sunday and El Manzo has to sit and be quiet all Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And he hates it <laughs> or Sunday, all Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, and he looks forward to the chores, but I think it's formative for him. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and you see that as he grows um, yeah. up and. Uh, now think about this. All right. What man wouldn't want Almanzo to be their son-in-law? Right. What? Right. What? Yes. What? Uh, what? <laughs> what boy wouldn't want to be Almanzo? What girl doesn't grow up reading Farmer Boy, going, "I want him to be my husband"? Yeah, he'd make a good man. He is a good man. He is a good right? man. I, yeah. I, my kid, my boys have loved Farmer Boy. Is probably the one of the top favorite. five. Yeah. These are the Little House on the Prairie books. If you have never read them, yeah then your life is um, in deprivation. It is yeah, really, you need to really, read really, them. Really. Yeah. Um, Farmer boy is, is excellent. Um, and, uh, and, and we think, well, <sighs> how horrible that his parents would make him sit and be quiet all Sunday long. Mm-hmm. Why? Because what is he going to turn out horrible? Right. Is this, he learns self-control and yeah. obedience and all sorts of yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Even though he doesn't like it. Exactly. Wow. Imagine that. So you're saying, Allison, that in parenting, <laughs> we would force our children to do things they don't like for their own good. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's revolutionary. It, <laughs> it's just bringing back something old, really. Yeah. You know? It's convicting because, I mean, at my house, my children are not sitting quietly on Sunday afternoon. Wait a minute, your children, I'm Allison? just confessing to you, <laughs> this is not how we operate. But I read it and I thought, wow, like there's a lot of wisdom in in that kind of parenting. And how can I maybe take that principle and apply it yeah. in some way in our house, you know? Yeah, in well, a better way. I, I will say this is that if we can train our kids to be bored mm-hmm. and that that's okay. Yep. Yes. You don't need to be entertained 24 seven. Right. You don't have to have something else thinking for you Mm -hmm. or telling you what to do. Yep. But you can sit there and think. Have your own thoughts. Yeah. Yes. What a great practice. And this is really hard. I know. I'm just going to, you know. I know because kids have this tendency to, to really appreciate in the moment those difficult things. No, they don't. No, they don't. They, they will complain endlessly. <laughs> and here's the part. Here's the part. Dear parents, here is, here is the, the need of the hour is you have to be more stubborn than your children. Yes. You have to outlast your children. They're going to complain and you're going to need to tell them no. Yes. And you're also going to tell them they're not allowed to complain to you anymore. Yes. And mean it. Do something about it. And do something about it. Yes. Right. So this is parenting 101 is not to just hand them your phone or iPad because they're driving you nuts. 
what is, the need of the hour is for you to train your children. Right. To, right. So they're not driving you nuts. Yeah. Here's a, here's a great example. Take them on long drives in the country and tell them they have to be quiet and they do not get to watch a movie. Mm -hmm. They have to stare out of the window outside and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That's a great way of helping. I know you guys have done that. Yes. Yeah. I, I need to do a better job of that. Well, this is the thing in our current age, I feel like parenthood, this is a silly analogy, but it feels like I have to be a ninja. Like at every turn, there is something I'm having to slice apart and deal with yes. primarily related to screens. Like they're everywhere. Yeah. Access, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people, we don't even have a TV. Like I'm one of those really weird people. And I'm not saying that's the right way to go. I'm just being honest. Like even in that setting, there are still screens everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. My, my three oldest probably had the least amount of it. Right. And then we started getting old and tired. And, then <laughs> and this is a real phenomenon. <laughs> in the summertime, I have recognized, yeah. like, I know your tactics now, children. I'm picking up on this new one. Like if we just ask enough times when she's doing something else. Well, and this is, this is. <laughs> And this is the hard part it, again. And like I say, you, you have to be mindful, like literally as parents, that's our job. That's our primary task yes. is teaching and training. And I, I feel that most, most things that I can't say most, a lot of things I see parents doing is um, they're parenting in a way that's uh, uh, centered on their own well-being, the parents well-being. Yes. In other words, I'm going to do things so that my kids won't bother me. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that's, that's not good parenting. Right. Yeah. So I, I think when we, we talked about um, parenting in a previous mm -hmm. episode and family, when we did the season on family and we talked about how we, how we correct our children, mm -hmm. it's, it's geared towards what God has said. Right. Like if God tells you to honor your parents and when you, tell your kids not to do something and they, you know, it's like stop complaining and they keep complaining. Mm -hmm. They're being disobedient. And they need to be disciplined, mm -hmm. not because it's annoying you, but because it's disobeying God, but it's disobeying God. Yes. And, and so what, what tends to happen is we see a generation of kids that are being raised and their, their only way of figuring out how they ought to behave isn't really a, based around what God has said. It's being based around whether it's annoying my parents enough or not. Correct. Like I know where to push. Mm -hmm. And then at some point they're going to get mad and yell at me or tell me to, do, you know, or swap me or something like that. And then, and that's what they see discipline as. Right. And, and that's, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not right. It, it has to be like, the, we're, we're, we're teaching them a standard. And so one of the standards that we're trying to teach them is that this day is different. It's set apart. It's, it's the Lord's day. Yes. It's his day, not your day. Yes. It's his day. And you know what? You might be bored. But, but it's for your good. But it's for your good. Yeah. You're going to learn how to meditate on what you think about what, what we talked about in church today. Mm -hmm. Hey, why don't you draw a picture of it? Mm -hmm. Draw what, what's coming to your mind when you're thinking of this, this thing? What, why don't you draw a picture of it or, ex, or explain it to me? You know, yep. those types of things. Yep. And it, and it just takes um, effort on planning on our part. Mm-hmm. More right. planning. More planning. More yeah. effort. <laughs> yes. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this last part I think is um, 
is a very interesting thing um, because I think it's good to say. Yeah, this is an important in the larger the Westminster larger catechism. Question one eighteen says that asks this question: Why is the ch- why is the charge of keeping the commandment or the Sabbath? Okay, more specifically directed to heads of families and other authorities. In other words, remember, if you look at back at the commandment, it says, um, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you, and then it says, or your son or your daughter, or your male servants or your female servants or your livestock or your sojourners within your gates. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who's the you he's talking? The head of the house. The head of the house. Yep. Right. And the head of the community. Right. Right. The, the right. The heads. The bosses of yeah. the businesses. Yeah. In other words, evidently it's not talking to my son. <laughs> it's talking to me, his father. Correct. Right. So I just to point that out. And then the larger catechism is asking that. So you want me to read this? Why is the charge of keeping the commandments more specifically directed to the heads of families and other authorities? Yeah, the charge of keeping the Sabbath is more specifically directed to heads of families and other authorities because they are bound not only to keep it themselves, but to see that it is observed by all those under their charge, and because they are often prone to hinder those under them by assigning tasks of their own. Yes. All right. Right. So you are not allowed to Sabbath at the cost of other people not yeah. being allowed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... Here's a, a specific thing that I would like to point out. Um, I started doing ministry uh, voluntarily at the age of 19 with Young Life. And then when I finished college, I started doing it professionally mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with Young Life and youth ministry for another six and a half years. So nine and a half years total. Then I went to seminary. I pastored for 14 years and then I've been in Christian education now for the rest. Right. So mm-hmm. it's been a long, all my life I've been working with, with in ministry and dealing with youth and family. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's my observation. And it is uh, clearly backed up with research. Okay. If mom is the one getting people to church and Sabbathing, they may or may not get their daughters. They will not get their sons. Mm. If the father is the one who's primarily getting everyone to church and Sabbathing, they are more likely to get their whole family. Mm-hmm. Why is the charge of keeping commandment more specifically directed to the heads of the family? Because it is your job. So I know that our listenership is mixed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that um, it's probably, I think more men listen to podcasts than women, but in religious podcasts, I think more women than mm-hmm. men. Right. But if you're a man out there, um, you need to ask yourself this question, who is directing the, the worship of God in your household? Is that something you've left to your wife? Is she the one that's the main impetus? Are you most likely to miss church? Are you, do you have things better to do? Then this is where you're leading your home. Mm-hmm. And your sons in particular will pick that up. 
and they will be less likely to be the leaders in their house when they have one. Right. So man up and you need to lead, right? You need to lead. You need to be insistent, right? I, I, it, it, it makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. when the father of the household says, no, we're not doing this. That's Sunday. We're going to church. Mm -hmm. It makes a lasting impact. Mm -hmm. Um, it also makes a lasting impact when they see dad uh, skip in church to go to the, 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 the game, or he's going to skip church to go hunting. Or he's going to skip church to go fishing, or he's going to right, mm-hmm. especially sports. Who's your God? Who is your God? If, if that's more important than the Lord's day, his day, his worship, like Andrew Tate is a heathen. It seems to me. Right. But at least he understands, like, if there's a God, I owe him respect. Mm -hmm. And he wants me to, he wants one out of seven. I'd say, at least I could do, I'll just get up, I'll go worship. Mm -hmm. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's an important thing. And and if, if, if we, as the church, as those who are called by Christ, who say they're Christians, if we just obey this, think how much better our society would be. Yeah. If, if we would just say to, to uh, all the sports leagues, all the places that expect you to go and you say, oh, I was going to sign up my kids, but I see that you practice or you have games on Sunday. We're not going to do it because we're Christians. Mm-hmm. If every Christian did that, there would be no sports on Sunday. It would change. It would change overnight. There is enough of a percentage of people who claim to be Christians involved in sports. If they would just say, no, I'm a Christian. I don't do this on Sunday. There would be no market for it. Mm -hmm. But we've capitulated thinking the opposite. Right. All right. So to be more blunt, you care about sports more than God. That's why you're doing sports on Sunday. All right. There we go. It's important. I know. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, do I just lose my audience? Maybe. I don't know. But it you got to make a stand. If you don't make it, who, who do you think is going to make a stand? Some, some other Messiah is going to come along and wave his magic wand and say, I outlaw sports on Sunday. Right. So you don't have to, your, your kids won't be mad at you because they, right? And, and I think it's, it's a farce to, to think that you're, like men are leading regardless of the decisions they're making. Yes. So it's what direction are you leading yes. your family? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you say, well, if I don't, if I did that and my, my kids couldn't play baseball or my kids couldn't play hockey or my kids couldn't play soccer or my kids couldn't play. So like right. what's more important right. that you teach them to honor the Sabbath that you honor God and worship on Sunday instead of going to sporting events. Mm-hmm. What's more important? You're teaching them, right? Yep. You're teaching them. Yep. Oh, what are they going to be mad at you? So, let them be mad at you Yep. because okay. you're teaching them the right thing mm-hmm. and they will respect you if you are consistent. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. 
You want to change culture? Don't expect someone to do it for you. Just do what God says. You, like, seriously, just you. That's going to make a huge difference. Yep. All right. I guess that's all for now. Yeah. Thanks for listening. 